The following is a message from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at westcal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. We're here to to, uh, remember two significant birthdays that uh, happened yesterday. Most of you were gone, and so you you missed uh, one of them. The first and most important of those birthdays birthdays yesterday was Charlton Heston. He was born in 1924. (laughs) This is a very significant figure in my own religious development. (laughs) It was from him that I learned there was an exodus, and it was from him that I learned that our Lord had the back of a head. So... And from that, one could deduce a true human nature. Uh, The second and uh, somewhat less significant, but nevertheless significant birthday yesterday was that of our beloved president, W. Robert Godfrey, who despite his youthful appearance has achieved the the age of what used to be considered retirement, but certainly not in his case. He is 65 years of age, and uh, we're here to celebrate that this morning. And to do that, our dear friend Howell Jones is going to say a few words. There is a Welsh saying which explains why I am standing here this morning. It has nothing to do with Dr. Godfrey. It runs as follows. I've checked with my resident Welsh expert who tells me that all the mutations are perfectly correct for a South Walian. It means old age doesn't come alone. And two of my younger colleagues have prevailed upon me, press-ganged me actually, prevailed upon me in the interests of seniority contributing something that isn't trivial to this occasion (laughs) uh, to make a few comments. They're running the risk, of course, that seniority might turn into sentimentality or silliness. silliness. But that's a risk they're taking, and I've tried to prevent it happening. I do feel, however, some unfitness to be standing here and making remarks about our president. He's been here since the early days of the seminary. I'm the, or I still think I am, the new kid on the block or the new rookie on this distinguished and important team. Uh, Just 10 years or so amounts to my uh, presence here. But you may remember our first meeting. It was in London, Westminster Conference, 1997, I think. You were speaking on Luther. I was speaking on Machen. I learned so much that day, and all you learned from me was that I knew how to pronounce Machen's middle name. (laughs) And that kind of rate of useful exchange has continued between (laughs) us um, through the years, except when I've tried to rival him in repartee 
and uh, verbal fencing, and then he's one hands down every time. But on that occasion in London, I felt as if we'd known each other for a long time, and also hoped that uh, we would meet again and even somehow, somewhere, cooperate in the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in God's goodness, that was how things turned out. And it's been a privilege to serve the Lord here alongside you for a decade. Um, <clears throat> another saying that's come to my mind is the comment of an American to a Brit. This is another fine mess you've got me into. <laughs> there have been many such, but many more that you've saved me from. So it's a pleasure to greet you on your 65th birthday. I'm sure that I'm doing it on behalf of all of you who are present and uh, others who will hear about this event and will discover what's been going on over the past few months. And when they hear about it, they'll realize that what has been done has been something quite fitting and appropriate. I won't say any more for fear of giving away the what I think is the best kept secret, at least that I've heard of. You kept seminary and church together, neither supplanting the other. Each contributing to each recognizing the other. And to change the metaphor somewhat, you've refused to allow a complete dichotomy between Athens and Jerusalem. I hope you all appreciate the illusion. <laughs> Who's been teaching you church history? But wherever necessary, you kept Athens at bay in the interests of Jerusalem. And you've done so at cost to yourself, personally and professionally. And we are indebted to you immensely for that. Christ, his gospel, and his church is the seminary's motto, and it's not an empty or an untrue description. And you've significantly held together the importance of examining scripture and yet holding to the confessions of the church, expressing the wonderful variety and vivacity of both testaments while upholding uh, that orthodox tradition for which we ought to be much better known and respected and even loved. Keep doing it.
often when I came on the campus when we were resident here, you would greet me by saying, good morning, young man. I must have been looking my age on those occasions, but you haven't caught me up yet. So today I address you in that way. You're only 65. I can almost give you 10 years. There are five years to go to three score years and 10. And then we wish you another innings, or is it inning? And in that connection, I want to refer you to a psalm, dear me. A song for the Sabbath day, Psalm 92, which refers to pondering on the great works of the Lord and being impressed by the profundity of his thoughts and ways. And in that connection, the psalmist, he has to be a king, though doesn't say a psalm of David, but he talks about being anointed with fresh oil. And our prayer for you is that that might happen for you with the years that are ahead, so that with renewed and increased vigor, uh, you may uphold the honor of Christ, his gospel, and serve and extend that gospel's understanding, appreciation, in and through the church's worship and its witness. The psalm concludes like this, as you know. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. God bless you both. Thank you, Hal. If I could invite my uh, colleague, Joel Kim. Where are you? I know I saw, there you are. Come on down. And we'd also like to invite our colleague, Bob Godfrey. When a scholar reaches a certain uh, period, point in his career, he is sometimes honored with a collection of essays given a German title, a Festschrift, and this is what this is. Contains essays by a number of Bob's friends and admirers, Sinclair Ferguson, Daryl Hart, Richard Muller, some uh, obscure fellow named Clark, Glomsrud, uh, Mike Horton, David Vendrunen, Joel Kim, John Meather, R.C. Sproul, Kim Riddleberger, Howell Jones, Cornell Venema, and then we added a little bit that Bob wrote that we thought people should read. So we'd like to present this to you with thanks.
Well, let me say that I am completely surprised um, and uh, therefore uh, very impressed that the faculty has more administrative ability than I ever would have imagined. Um, <laughs> and I really am uh, quite overwhelmed, but uh, not speechless. Um, so let me say uh, how very, very grateful I am uh, to the faculty, to Scott and to Joel and to Howell and to all of my colleagues over these many years, I feel a little like uh, Tom Sawyer, uh, who attended his own funeral, you remember. And uh, I, I feel a little like that on, uh, on this occasion. But um, uh, I, I feel really unworthy of this uh, honor. Um, but I'm very grateful. Um, I've often thought... Um, and uh, this is the real truth that uh, I've accomplished very little. I always think of those words of uh, Shakespeare. Uh, I did waste time, not if time waste me. And, uh, but I'm, I'm thankful for your encouragement. Um, I, I think there's something almost uh, prophetic that I met Howell Jones when he was giving a paper on Jay Gresson Machen. Because I think together as a faculty here, as an administration here, uh, what we have been about is trying to continue the great work begun by Dr. Machen, um, that we might truly uh, combine as a witness in this world and for the sake of Christ and his church, uh, a commitment to the Reformed confessions, to scripture, uh, to the church, to piety, and to a uncompromising, uh, hopefully also joyful but determined commitment to those great truths of scripture that are so needed uh, in this dark world. And um, so I, I do, from my heart, thank you all and um, want to say that uh, the uh, scripture verse that comes to my mind is uh, uh, Psalm 90, the Psalm of Moses. He got in there before David and uh, says to us uh, that we should pray that we would learn to number our days so the Lord would give us a heart of wisdom. And I hope that for all of us, for all the days that the Lord gives us, we would have that wisdom together and that we would serve him and that we might be able to continue to do that by his grace here together. So thank you so much for uh, your kindness. The title of the volume is Always Reformed, Essays in Honor of W. Robert Godfrey, and it's available through the bookstore at Westminster Seminary, California. It's only $20, so you'll want to stock up before Christmas. It's right here. It's in, uh, we, have, we have lots of copies, and uh, you're welcome to avail yourself of them. And I'd like to ask Dennis to come and close us in prayer. And there'll be refreshments in the foyer afterwards. If you stay president another 10 years, we'll secretly work on another one. <laughs> Let's pray together. Our God and our Father, we are here in this place really because of an event that happened almost 2,000 years ago. You gave your son on the cross. You raised him from the dead. You seated him at your right hand. And your servant, the Apostle Paul, tells us that from that place of rule, Jesus bestows the people that he captured by his grace through his blood, bestows them as gifts on his church. And Father, we are here today to give you thanks that among the pastors and teachers whom you have given, 
to your church is our brother, our friend, our colleague in the study of the word, uh, in the heralding of the gospel, Dr. Robert Godfrey. Father, thank you for his service to your people in the church, for his service to your people in this institution in which that you have raised up to serve your church. And we pray for your continued blessing upon Bob and Mary Ellen and their walk together in faith and faithfulness in response to your amazing grace in Jesus. We pray for your continued blessing on Dr. Godfrey as our president and uh, the leader of this ministry uh, under the shepherding of our board and ultimately we pray under the shepherding of our risen Lord Jesus at work by his spirit. Father, teach us to continually be faithful, joyful, humble before the great majesty of our Savior. And may we be faithful as heralds, not of ourselves, but of Jesus as Lord, so that he might be glorified, so that his gospel may go out, and so that his church may be firmly established on that one and only foundation that you've laid in the scriptures with Christ himself as our chief cornerstone. May your blessing rest upon our president and upon this whole school as we seek to be faithful in response to your mercy to us in Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Copyright 2010, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.